We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Six Man Show, an Orlando Magic podcast with your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic basketball. By fans, for fans. Go Magic. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show. It is September 13, 2021. As always, I am joined by my co-host, Luke Sylvia. Luke, what's going on, man? How are you? Uh, you know, just watching NFL all day today, college all day yesterday. The weekends feel normal again. Fall is back. The official first NFL Sunday this week, Luke. Um, I'm not feeling so great. We are recording this 8.50 Sunday night. The Giants were stomped by the Denver Broncos today. I'm sitting here wearing my number eight uh, Daniel Jones jersey. And, Luke, I've got to say I'm like 99% out on Daniel Jones. Now, I, I, I hear you say that. And I wonder, before today, how many percent out were you on Daniel Jones? Like twenty percent. Whoa, today was a 20%. big one for you, huh? Well, this is. Do you this think is that tomorrow? Do you think tomorrow will hit, and you'll be like, maybe I'm like seventy-five percent? Probably. Yeah. More than likely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've had Normal. a couple Miller sixty-fours tonight, so uh, <laughs> yeah. But we didn't see him most of the preseason. We saw him for one half in the preseason. He didn't look incredible, scored a touchdown, but it just, I thought he was going to look so much better than the last time that we saw him. And he really doesn't. I mean, to be fair to him, the offensive line still sucks. Mm -hmm. Saquon Barkley definitely isn't all the way back. Uh, You know, tonight outside of a few catches from Kenny Galladay, Darius Slayton had some flashes like he does. Sterling Shepard was great tonight, but like, I don't know. He's inconsistent. He shows you flashes where you're like, ah, he can be great if everything lines up. But I don't know if it's the roster. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it's not working right now. It might be Jason Garrett, the offensive coordinator. But I went through such a long year with the Magic. I was really looking forward to the Giants season. Yeah. And my hope is like quickly evaporated today yeah yeah um it it wasn't great you know i've got a couple giants just say fans. it was bad i have i've had a cu- i have a couple giants fans you know in my life as friends and it's you and then my my buddy brandon um who you know texted us in a group and asked how you were feeling and uh you guys were able to kind of you know let it out together in the group chat um what's funny so I have another friend of mine who's a Giants fan, actually hosts a podcast that's in the Blue Wire Pods network with us, uh, Veterans Minimum. He just started um, a podcast being a producer of a podcast called Upsets and Underdogs uh, with Super Bowl champ Will Blackman. Um, and it's, you know, pretty much a, a betting podcast, right? And he uh, he put on his Instagram story, um, I'd trade Daniel Jones for two extra timeouts a game. So that's how Giants fans were feeling tonight. Uh, he also made the point, Jonathan, of saying it's gotten so bad that nobody hits me up 
you know, giving me a hard time for being a Giants fan. They just feel bad for me. My friends used to light me up when they would lose games like this, uh, lose games like this, and now it's not even mentioned. So, well, yeah, your buddy, your buddy Brandon texted us, and he was like, "Man, it's been like five years of this, and it's really ten years if you don't count 2016, which the Giants made the playoffs and just just got stomped, um, you know, like in the wild card." So. Yeah, um, I'm hoping for better things. We got like three weeks, really like two weeks till preseason. Well, training camp starts for the Magic. Yeah, and then like three weeks preseason. I think. And, yeah, I think media day is the 27th of September or something, and then the training camp starts the 28th. So we'll we'll be getting more content for you guys when media day hits. Especially, um, we'll learn more about things we're going to talk about in this show, speculation wise. Jonathan Isaac his injury, how he's going to come back, things like that. So um, it's it's going to be interesting to, to see how that all plays out for sure. So we've got some magic news for you guys this week. So we're going to talk some magic news. We'll get into the, uh, it's a hot topic right now, the NBA 2K22 ratings for the Orlando Magic. Um, and then, yeah, we're going to talk some Jonathan Isaac here. So in the last week, the Orlando Magic have signed uh, Hassani Gravette, Jeff Doughton and John Teske, each of those guys have been signed to um, exhibit 10 deals. Uh, basically, you know, they're going to get paid through, you know, training camp here. And, you know, if they don't make the team, the Magic will have the ability to sign them either to a two-way contract or, um, you know, that'll just kind of, you know, be their, their time. Uh, Hassani Gravett, uh, Jeff Doughton, John Teske, I believe all of those guys have played with the Lakeland Magic, if I'm not mistaken. So they're familiar with the organization. Um, John Teske, you know, specifically, I know that he played, uh, with the magic last year. I think he played with the magic through the preseason, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. So, um, I mean, you know, those guys are good G league players. It's good to keep them in the organization, get the reps with, uh, you know, like the, the parent club, I guess you would say, don't expect any of these guys, you know, really to, to make the roster, we, but we it's hope good to see them back and getting that you know, we, some more chances. The reason we would see them this season, Jonathan, would be because this team is injury riddled and so we really We're not doing that again. This this nope. doesn't this doesn't nope. you know that no ill will toward any of those guys that got just got signed. That's incredible for you guys. However, if I see you this season, I'm probably throwing my T V through a window because I know I what refuse. that means. I, I know refuse what I mean to go through that again. I will not accept that that is a possibility for yeah. us to suffer that as a reality another season. So we're just going to sweep that under the rug, and we're going to keep moving. Best of luck to those guys, but hope you have a great year in Lakeland. Uh, <laughs> and then Etuan Moore, uh, those of you who have been the rocking legend. with the Magic for quite some time now have been through a lot of pain. The ankle Etuan breaker. Etuan Moore is back. <laughs> the ankle breaker. <laughs> he is back. Uh, for those of you that don't remember, he played two seasons uh, the 2012 to 13 season and the 2013 to 2014 season uh, before leaving uh, in free agency, uh, but yeah, he was you know part of that. Kyle O'Quinn, you know Victor Oladipo, those early early days of the Rob Hennigan rebuild. So um, some people are worried. Oh, we're signing another guard. Maybe the writing is on the wall for Terrence Ross or or Gary Harris. If you are signing Etwan Moore to be like a stopgap and you're going to move one of those guys, I don't think that's the answer. So, Luke, in my opinion, this is just adding another veteran presence to the end of the bench. Yeah, I saw a lot of people freaking out about Etwan Moore just because of the fact of, like, why why are you bringing back Etwan Moore? He's like, why why are you doing this? Another guard? It's like, like you said, it's purely a, a move by the front office to bring a veteran um, into the locker room. The Magic need it so badly. They started it with bringing, you know, Robin Lopez in. Um, you've got Etuan Moore now. I mean, I think uh, I don't mind the way these veterans, you know, the veteran presence in the locker room is shaping up for these young guys. I don't, I don't mind it at all, especially Etuan, who, you know, has, has worn, you know, the pinstripes before. Um, you know, at least is familiar with the arena. Maybe a lot, you know, a lot of the staff looks different. But but he's got you know there is some continuity there, um, so hopefully you know he's able to bring the veteran presence he's needed, and hopefully we don't have to see him too much this season. I love Etwan. I just want to see him on the end of the bench clapping, mm-hmm. cheering the team on, maybe wearing a suit some nights. I really don't know. <laughs> For those of you unfamiliar with Etwan uh, and uh, you know his uh, stats, so 598 career games, uh, 7.9 points per game. He is a 38.8 career three-point shooter so bring some shooting at the end of the bench again if needed hopefully we don't um but welcome back uh, always good to see a, a familiar face uh hopefully things will go better uh, in terms of team success this time around luke 
Yeah, ho- hopefully so. Um, we obviously don't want a repeat of those years with him on the roster. He won't have nearly as big of a role. I think you know he's he played 22 minutes and 19 minutes in those seasons. I'm hoping we see him maybe six minutes a game, seven minutes a game. I'm hoping that he is not a high-volume player uh, for this team. Um, he was on the Phoenix Suns, you know, most recently here. So he's been with a, a winning team, the, you know, regardless of what you think of their playoff run, he's, he was with the winning team before that was, was with new Orleans. Um, and then with, you know, signed with Chicago after he was with Orlando. So, um, yeah, I mean, all the best to Etwan. Hopefully he can, you know, bring some good energy, uh, off, you know, off the bench and supporting on the bench for us. That's yeah, a guy that's been around great players. You talk about Chris Paul, Devin Booker. Before mm-hmm. that, Zion Williamson, Brandon Ingram, right. um, earlier in his New Orleans career, you know Anthony Davis. So this is a guy who's been around great players in the league and is going to be able to help these young players. You know, we talk about Jalen and Franz right. and Chuma and Cole, things like that. You know, really help coach those guys up. You know, we talk about Courtney Lee. You know, just kind of being another veteran in the locker room, even though he's on you know the, the coaching staff. Uh, you know, Etwan is just really going to be a, a, another part of that. So that's great. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondering. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto I Live My Life a Quarter Mile at a Time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. All right, Luke, let's talk about these NBA 2K ratings, all right? We've talked about, and I I wanted to bring up this really quickly. For those of you that haven't seen it, there's a clip out there that freaking Jake from State Farm is yep. in NBA 2K. You're running around the city, and it looks like there's some type of like neighbor store, like yeah. like a good neighbor. State Farm is there. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a State Farm store in the city, and mm-hmm. you sit there and you can talk to Jake. And there's like a 45 second cutscene on him just plugging State Farm. Luke, what the hell are we doing? Where we're having. 45-minute commercial spots in the video games that we're paying $65 for, and then they want you to turn around and spend $100 in VC so that your player cannot get smacked in the park. Yeah, well, first of all, um, for those of you don't know, I work for Allstate, so you already know how I feel about this spot. Yeah, uh, and screw State Farm, bro. <laughs> Allstate. Uh, <laughs> number two. Um, You're I, in I good mean, hands. It's... It, Right, exactly. Um, Marketing-wise, for State Farm, it's great. For 2K, it's abysmal. It's ridiculous. State Farm is so stupid. State Farm is is getting you know the the anywhere from ten to you know forty fifty year olds that play 2K. You know they if they next time they want auto quotes, home quotes, then maybe they go to State Farm as a result of you know oh I remember State Farm. We'll check them out from 2K. 
Maybe. Maybe it just, you know, sits in the back of their brain and then that's what comes up for them. So on State Farm's part, you know, great job. 2K's part, it's a it's terrible. It's awful. Like, how much could State Farm how much could they possibly have paid for that spot? Like, how mm-hmm. whatever like medial amount of money that they've given you for that, yeah. It just it cannot be worth the amount of like that it is just so off putting for that to be in a video game. Yeah. But and another thing, you cannot turn on the TV for more than five minutes without seeing Jake from State Farm. Like handsome guy, I feel like his biceps are a little bit disproportionate to the rest of his body. <laughs> We're not gonna get into that, but like it's not his fault. It's just weird. Anyways, Luke, let's talk about the Orlando Magic's ratings in two K. So I'm gonna start right at the top. So if you go to two K ratings.com the number, in terms of just the number one rating, I don't know how they decided because there's two guys that have the same rating up at the top. Yeah. Wendell Carter is number one with an 80 overall. All right. Then Jonathan Isaac also has an 80. So you could put them, you know, 1A, 1B, whatever order you want. Then we've got Terrence Ross at 78, Jalen Suggs, Cole Anthony, Markel Fultz, all at 77s. Let's talk about that. How do you feel about Suggs, Cole, Markel all being 77s? Um,. Yeah, I mean, we all know that as of now, I mean, I'm I'm I'd say as of now, Markel should be above Suggs, um, overall rating wise. Personally, I, I think that you know as the season progresses, that could change. So don't get me wrong. Don't you know? Don't hear me say Suggs can't surpass Fultz in one season because I think it's very possible. If and and we hope it's possible for the fact that you know who Suggs, we think he can become. That being said. Um, 2K is all about strategy and and that their ratings. They want to allow guys to really have room to grow, right? Markel might be an example of one of those, right? I mean, 77, who knows what he looks like coming out of this injury. Say he looks great and he starts jumping up in the ratings early on. He comes back early. You know, there there's some strategy put behind this. And I'm not going to act like I even know about a lot about the other ratings. I know like LeBron and Durant are like a 96 in the game. I really don't have a good feel for the spectrum of, of the ratings in the game right now. But kind of looking at this roster, Jonathan, I mean, are, what, what stands out to you about the overalls specifically? We can get into the categories in a second of how they're rated. But overalls, like, do you think that they got much right or nothing? Or what do, what do you think? Well, I think, you know, when you look at these, like, just the overalls, like, it's easy to kind of jump to conclusions. To me, the bigger issue is when you actually start looking at the individual stats and the way that they kind of put those together. Like, just on its face, Jonathan Isaac should be ranked higher than Wendell Carter. Like, just 100%. Don't come at me with, oh, well, you know, Jonathan Isaac's always injured. Ask a Bulls fan. Wendell Carter, in most of his career as a Bull, has spent a lot of time, you know, on the, you know, injured list or whatever you want to call it so we're not talking about durability here like just apples to apples Jonathan Isaac is a better basketball player than Wendell Carter Jr. right now and and like to me if you're if Wendell's an 80 Jonathan should be like an 82 or like an 83 beyond that like I think it's ridiculous that Markell is is rated the same as Cole Anthony and Jalen Suggs like easily he should be like two to three spots above those guys outside of that I don't have any like really super hard opinions. Like you've got Mo Bamba at a seventy six, Robin Lopez is a, at a seventy six. That's fine. I mean, maybe Chuma Okiki, Chuma Okiki at a seventy five, Mo Bamba at a seventy six. That feels disrespectful, like a hundred percent. And then Franz and you know Mo Wagner both at seventy four. R.J. Hampton at a seventy three. Uh, I don't know that I like that. And then Gary Harris a seventy three. Gary Harris rated lower than Chuma Okiki, Robin Lopez, Mo Bamba. That's pretty dumb. Gary Harris, I think, should be like maybe a 76. RJ Hampton maybe is good at a 73, but then maybe Franz and Mo aren't 74s. I don't know. I can't, Before we I can't jump get into a the base, specifics. I can't get a baseline like of, of like I, I just feel like there's no good baseline for any of do these you wanna, players. Do you want me to tell you why? Because their rating system is broken and their rating system is trash. Oh, tell me about it. And once once we get into these individual players, I think that becomes a lot more obvious. So let's do that. We're going to start like at the top, and we're going to talk about uh, Wendell, Jonathan Isaac, Terrence Ross, Jalen Suggs, Cole Anthony, Markel, Mo Bamba, Chuma Okiki, Franz Wagner, RJ Hampton. Some of the other guys that I don't feel like we really need to go into all that much. 
mainly going to go into like you know some of the younger guys that people are you know most excited about. So if we leave your favorite player out, we apologize. Wait, I do have one thing, Jonathan, real quick. Okay. Quick little fun thing here. At the end of the season, who's the higher 2K overall, Franz Wagner or Mo Wagner? They are both at 74 right now on the ratings. I'm going to go Franz because he's actually going to be in the rotation from day one. Mm. Like yeah. I maybe maybe Mo plays like backup power forward and he sees some time but I do think Franz is going to have an opportunity. I think Franz is going to surprise people this year. I think we are going to be very surprised when you compare that to what we saw out of him in summer league. Like 6 months from now we're going to be like I feel like we're going to be happy with that pick. So I'll say Franz, what about you? I hope so. I'm going to also say Franz just because of the fact that he's, you know, like you said, going to be in the rotation. We know he's going to be. I hope you're right about Franz. I hope we see great things out of him this season. I don't know that I'm sold on it. Um, nothing. I mean, he, he came along better in summer league, obviously, as he kind of got his footing. But um, I really don't know what we're going to see out of him this year. But um, I will say that at the end of the season, I'd say that he's going to be higher than Mo, uh, Mo Wagner. So we'll see. And it kind of falls into that, like, if Mo Wagner's kind of going up the 2K ratings, it's probably because we've got some injured players. And we just, I don't, right. again, I don't want to see that. So I'm going to be optimistic and say Franz Wagner is going to be higher rated. So if we scroll down even a little bit more, I forgot. Etwan Moore is a 73. MCW is a 72. Ignis Brasdake is a 69. Nice. Mm. Gary Harris and Etwan Moore both being a 73 is high-key disrespectful to Gary Harris. Yeah. Whoever did this should be ashamed of themselves because that is atrocious. That might be the most disrespectful thing I've ever seen <laughs> in a video game. And this is someone who played, you know, Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare 2, saw all the teabagging and everything that you guys used to do. That is more disrespectful than all the teabagging one could ever do. Etwan yeah. Moore and Gary Harris. I'm sorry, that's inaccurate. All right, Luke. Wendell Carter Jr., all right, rated as an 80 only things that really pop out to me, 87 close shot rating. Um, he's got an 80 standing dunk. Uh, the post hook, post fade, post control, 82, 82, 81. I feel like that's pretty fair. Um, perimeter defense, 47. Not really all that you know uh, surprising. Interior defense is a 78. Um, in terms of like the athleticism, overall 76 athleticism. High, highlights there, 82 strength, 85 stamina, 90 hustle. Uh, 90 hustle. Uh, I don't know about 80, maybe 85 hustle. I don't know about 90 hustle, but looking at, uh, Wendell's like individual stats here, anything that jumps out at you? Not really, man. Again, I just, I just don't know what that baseline should be. Um, I also, you know, don't know him well enough. Use your own I mean, baseline. Like on the well, scale right, zero to but, 100. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know that I'd put him as an 80. I think that the discrepancy here between, you know, J.I. and him being in an 80 is that J.I. might be good where he's at as far as an 80 goes. But WCJ, maybe you're a, a 77, 70, I was right. going to say 78, 77. So, um, yeah, I think that he is a, a little high, but I mean, whatever. All right. On to J.I. Jonathan Isaac rated an 80 overall. First thing that jumps out at me, defending 84. That, that's where we should stop and start. If you're going to look at the entire database of NBA 2K ratings, as soon as you come across Jonathan Isaac, it should be a red flag. Guys, we have a problem here. Because one of the best defenders in the league is rated at an 84. Yeah. Like, is, yeah. I want to know, is there anyone that's a 99? Because if there's anyone that's a 99, no they, should just, they should completely destroy every file of NBA <laughs> 2K, and they should start from scratch. Because it's just fundamentally broken at that point. Yeah, I, like, I think that I would, as, as far as 2K goes, obviously, you know, they're trying, I don't know how they do it. I don't know if they say, okay, we want to have the player at this overall. We need to kind of tweak some things within their, you know, in-depth ratings. I don't know how that looks for 2K. But what I'll say, for Jonathan Isaac, man, it, it's not that hard. Even if you want to keep him at an 80, you you lower his three-point. Because right now he's at 77. Yeah, that's a guy high. Who, that that guy that's a that's a guy that shoots thirty four thirty five percent right now, um, and we'll get into Terrence Ross, but Terrence Ross is only four three points higher on the three point rating scale than yeah. Jonathan Isaac. So I think you lower that and then you you know up some of his defensive abilities here. 
and you can keep it at keep them at an eighty that way. Maybe it goes up to an eighty one as a result of averages, but regardless, at least you got some things right statistically in categories. So let's go through the defending real quick. So first of all, seventy five interior defense. Like I don't know that I agree with that. He's got a ninety three block rating, so they are giving him credit for being a, like a good you know shot blocker. Yeah, but I feel like shot blocking is part of interior defense. Being a rim protector is part of interior defense. It's in the name. It's the interior. You have the perimeter, you have the interior, and that's it. <laughs> like, perimeter defense is an 86, so I'm like, okay, maybe it should be an 88. You could argue that. 86 is decent, but yeah. I feel like 75 is just, like, really disrespectful. Yeah, no, I mean, like I said, that should it, it should absolutely be higher. I'm glad that they gave him recognition on shot blocking. I'm sure that they're just, you know, going through a, you know, some some person's going through statistical categories here. What? 85 defensive consistency. What in the God's <laughs> name of this beautiful planet are we doing? Defensive consistency is an 85. Yeah. What are we doing here, Luke? Let's end the episode. I'm so done with this. <laughs> that is the most atrocious thing I've ever heard in my life. Mm-hmm. 85 defensive consistency. Yeah. Yeah, they... <sighs> I, I don't know what their excuse is. I don't know this if like sample size angry. isn't Maybe good enough for them. Maybe we should have done this. Yeah, I, I don't know, but I, I, maybe we should cool you off a little bit. Maybe we maybe uh, we go to some other spots on the roster, Jonathan. All right, real fast. Ninety hustle the same as Wendell Carter. I don't agree with that. No. All right, Terrence Ross. So Terrence Ross, I feel like this is a little bit closer to what it should be. Yeah. Seventy-eight. I feel like the overall is fair. The yeah. only thing about his um, like individual stats that I don't agree with is the 83 point shot, especially if you're saying Jonathan Isaac is a 77. We both agree that should be lower. I feel like Terrence is like 82, 83 three point shot. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that I don't know where he stacks up in comparison in terms of like rating wise, but I mean, I don't see why he's why why either they got his. You know, either his 80 is right and everybody else on this list is basically wrong as far as three-point rating goes. But, but yeah, I feel like the only critique really that I have is that his, his three-point rating should be higher. I think his overall is good. I think 78, 77 is where I would have expected him to be. But because his biggest part of his game is three-point shooting and then kind of everything after that is a little, you know, falls off. So up his three-point rating a little bit, 2K. And you... You know, whatever you want to need to do to get him to keep Murray's at or 77, whatever. 68 perimeter defense feels a little bit low, but some of these are, like, really vague. Like, close shot. Like, does that mean, like, wide open close shot? Because, like, he's at an 86, and I feel like, you know, contested, he's not an 86. Like, driving right. to the basket. But, you know, the defensive modifiers and everything like that in 2K always kind of play into effect. But I feel like Terrence is pretty fair but you know just a couple of critiques there so next up would be Jalen Suggs and uh, I believe uh, Kevin our producer pointed out before the show that Terrence Ross was on his stream either you know yesterday or a couple of days ago before all the ratings came out and said like I love Jalen Suggs but if Jalen is rated (laughs) higher than me he was going to be you know pretty upset (laughs) so hopefully Terrence is okay with Jalen being at a 77 so um not too much is jumping out at me with with Jalen. I mean, 77 feels probably right, but again going back to JI being a 77, JI should probably be lower like closer like a 74, 73, maybe something like that. Um the athleticism for Jalen 83, you know, a lot of that feels pretty good, you know, 90 vertical is interesting. Um I mean, we I saw know it on RJ was... Hampton is like an 83. I would not say that Jalen Suggs vertical is that much better than RJ. They saw Jalen Suggs put back in summer league and they were like, okay, up his vertical a little bit, I guess. They haven't seen RJ's Instagram videos this summer. <laughs> no. I can confirm that. Anything about Jalen really, you know, jump out at you? I mean, three ball points. handle 86 maybe feels a little bit high, but the three, three point, right? His three point shooting is too high, I think. Yeah. I think it should be like a 75, 74. Okay. I mean, I mean, in the summer league, it looked you know better than it did in college. I'll say, in terms of like just strictly percentages, he shot it really well in summer league. He did. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying maybe if he's going to stick to that. I feel like 77 is fair. I'm right. judging this off of what we saw from summer league, really. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know what his final three point percentage was in summer league, but it was it was better than it was in college. So, I mean, if you want to put him, I still think it's a little high. I think he should be seventy six, maybe, um, and maybe a tick lower. I, I don't know, but um, I think he's going to have a, a difficult time coming up from seventy seven this throughout the year in terms of two K right. ratings. I don't know have the numbers for summer league off the top of my head. If I had to put a hundred dollars on it. I would say it was above 40%. So, again, shot the ball really well. All right, let's talk about Cole because Cole out of 77, I feel like that is maybe a touch high. The thing that jumps out to me is the 87 mid-range shot. Cole is a good mid-range shooter, but like 87, you're flirting with 90 territory, and I don't know that it's there yet. Yeah. Um. As far as his ratings, I mean, his, his does his dunk? feel low to you like he he can dunk i don't know what they you know specifically put underneath that category you've got like driving the advanced dunk, stuff. 65 feels low yeah uh, standing dunk at a 40 that's probably accurate <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, he's a smaller guy 65 driving dunk is that's just atrocious vertical at 77 is absolutely atrocious if you're putting jalen suggs vertical at 90 cole should be right there right that's just, like we can talk about this, but clearly we've ran, we've gone through like five ratings now, and the rating mechanism is clearly broken. Yeah, like this just does not add up to what someone you shocking watch a someone doesn't have a handle seconds. on the magic. Oh, it's shocking! Yes. <laughs> all right, Markel. So Jalen, uh, Cole, Markel, all sitting at the seventy-seven. Um, what jumps out at you about uh, Markel? Like eighty-eight close shot, ninety layup, hundred percent makes sense. Playmaking at an 84, definitely agree with that. Strength, 56. Mm. They didn't see him lay that shoulder into LeBron James, apparently. <laughs> I was going to say that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, I really do think, Jonathan, that they're trying to, like, I really do think that they say, like, we want them at this overall, and then they tweak their stuff. And, like, you know, their in-depth ratings. Uh, that's the only explanation for a lot of these. Yeah. I don't... I don't have a strong opinion on, you know, Markel one way or the other in terms of his overall. Maybe he is cool where he's at, but some other people should be lower on the team. Like I like we talked about, like, I just don't think that he is equal to to those guys at all. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, that must be what it is, because, you know, if you're going through and you're you know properly rating all these individual stats and then yeah. it's like a cumulative score that gives you the overall like they're probably like, oh, Markel, you know, at an eighty-one is that's much too high. We can't do that, right. you know, something like that. So, yep. all right, Luke, let's take a quick break, and then we'll come and, and break down some of these final guys' two K ratings. Today's episode is sponsored by our friends at Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming. It's back to school time, and we want to make sure you pack the essentials to have the best year yet. The Manscaped fourth-generation performance package is just that. Things are opening up. Be ready for whatever is in the daily schedule for you. It's the perfect package for your package and includes the brand new Lawnmower 4.0. Fellas, go for the head of the class of ball trimming and join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com with the code 6th. That's S I X T H at manscaped.com. School is back, and the Performance Package 4.0 for Manscaped is here to teach the boys a lesson on male hygiene. Inside, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, plus two free gifts Performance Boxer Briefs and the Shed Travel Bag. This package includes the brand new Lawnmower 4.0 and will give you the confidence to do anything you desire. New year, new you. Might screw around and attend Smooth Balls University this fall. Wait, is that a thing? Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code 6th at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code 6th, S-I-X-T-H, at manscaped.com. This year, graduate with a degree in clean balls from Manscaped. All right, Luke, Mo Bamba's 2K rating. So he's at a 76 when we talk about Jalen Suggs, Cole Anthony, Markel Fultz, if they're really 77s, like the Mo Bamba 76 feels too high. We, yeah. we talked about that kind of, you know, talking about everyone's ratings. But the craziest thing to me is an 85 standing dunk. 
Taco Fall, who's you know seven foot forever, mm-hmm. also has an eighty five standing dunk. If Taco Fall does not have a ninety nine standing dunk, like I don't know if you can look up, uh, you know, like um, Boban. If Boban doesn't have a, a ninety nine standing dunk, then nobody in the history of the world can have a ninety nine standing dunk. That's that's just ridiculous for a guy to be that big. Like, if you give the ball to Mo Bamba underneath the rim, give him 100 chances to dunk the ball, he is dunking the ball 100 times. Yeah. That, yeah. That, is the, that should be where it starts and ends in terms of standing dunk rating. The yeah, 92 me, block, I, I, I do appreciate that. I, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. You, I'm trying to, trying to see if I can find, you know, Boban here. Because that, that's interesting to me. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, he's a 74 overall. Standing dunk is a 95. Okay. How is his standing dunk a 95 and Taco Falls is 85? Yeah. Like, come on. We don't have to we don't have to harp on how terrible these ratings are, but uh, this yeah. rating, you know, mechanism, it really seems like outside of that, I I don't feel like there's too much wrong. A uh, 74 lower than Jonathan Isaac. I don't think that's true. I feel like I feel like Mo is probably in a vacuum right now, the better shooter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I uh, where would you rate Mo Bamba at in terms of his overall? I would say Mo is probably like a seventy-two, seventy-two, seventy-three, maybe. Yeah, I would, I would, I would probably say seventy-three. Um, in which case, you know, RJ should be higher. I mean, right. RJ shouldn't be below Mobamba. That's a crime. Neither should Chuma Okiki. Yeah, true. And that's what we'll talk about next. So sitting at a 75, um, the 83-point shot, like him and Terrence, you know, being the same. Um, Chuma probably is an 80. You know, we're talking about Terrence should be higher than an 80. Chuma 80 feels accurate to me. I feel like 2K got that right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, Under I mean, defense I'm, eighty. I think that's fair. Yeah, um, I, feel like I feel like Chuma is a seventy-five. I feel like that's fair. Chuma is a seventy-five, but is is he a fifty dunk to you? Fifty dunk, uh, maybe a sixty. He's not. Yeah. He does not have like off the chart athleticism. Like the verticals at a seventy-four. That's probably fair. Again, some of these like the naming mechanism, you know, for some of these ratings isn't. All that detail, like driving dunk. Yeah, there's a what reason for that. What does that mean? If you, if he's on a fast break, is he going to be able to dunk the ball? They don't. They, they don't want you to be able to cr- critique too in depth. <laughs> yeah. So they make everything not. vague. Yeah. All right. Well, Chuma, we agree. Seventy-five. That's pretty fair. All right. Franz Wagner, seventy-four. So he <laughs> he's listed as the three-point specialist. Anyone that watched summer league would probably disagree with that. He's sitting at a seventy-eight three-point shot. Maybe we haven't seen enough from him to like totally properly judge that, but 78 just right off the bat feels a bit much. 85 offensive consistency. Uh, I don't know about that. Um, apart from that, uh, is Franz a 74? Maybe maybe Franz is a 74. I don't know, Luke. Looking at this, I don't know if there's anything totally egregious. Um, the the three point rating is egregious but i uh yeah. i i don't know i i don't yeah i mean 74 is fine i i don't really know that i care too much one way or the other um 74 is fine and then i mean i really don't have anything to add as far as franz goes and besides the fact it was three-point shooting all right last up rj hampton is the last guy that we're going to cover 73 overall, which compared to some of these other guys just, you know, really feels ridiculous. What jumps out to me is a 98 hands. Like, 90. how does RJ have 98 hands and Mo Bamba has an 85 standing dunk? I'm not saying RJ doesn't have great hands, but 98 is, is very close to, well, uh, it's to a 99. Weird. It's weird because he uh, he's a 70, 73 overall. Um and that feels low to me comparatively to what we've seen from the team. Again, I haven't looked at, you know, the the league's ratings and who he's around by being at a 73, but if you're rating him that high with his hands, 
I mean, 73 just tells me you don't, you didn't watch him play in Orlando, but then you're giving him that high of a rating on his hands. Like, who's vouching for this guy on his hands, but not his overall? Cole Anthony also has 98 hands. Jonathan Isaac has 68 hands. I have no idea. They, they all have two hands from, you know, as far as I can tell. So beyond that, I don't know what goes into this, like how good they are at catching passes. I, I mean, the only person that I know that really had an issue with hands, I mean, Mo has some questionable hands at times. Bismack Biombo by far, like the, literally was carrying around cinder blocks mm-hmm. filled with cement I on think, his hands at all times. I think that 2K should just give every player in the league 85 hands and unless you're Bismack Biombo, you give him 40 hands. Yeah. And then you just let everything ride it out, let it average right. into the rating how it does. I don't know how the, is hands really a necessary rating in this game by the way. I mean, for Bismack, yes. Everyone else Exactly, but the, like, maybe Mo. How do you know? Else, like, how, like you can get how do you it. judge that? How do you rate that? Do you really are you watching yeah. tape and seeing how many passes they fumble or drop? They're not watching tape. I can guarantee you that. So they're just kind of like, yeah, tape. this sounds good. Yeah, ninety-eight. You know? Yeah, that sounds right. Ninety-eight, but he's an he, but but he's a seventy-three overall. Yeah, no, ninety-eight sounds good for hands. Yeah, yeah. that's good. It's like, ninety okay, speed, dude. ninety acceleration. That probably sounds accurate. Um, I'd be curious to see like who are the fastest guys in the NBA. If RJ isn't like top five to seven, it's a complete sham. Uh, vertical eighty-three. We both said that we don't necessarily agree with that. Uh, Seventy hustle. I don't agree with that. That needs to be bumped up. But uh, but yeah, seventy three for RJ compared to some of these other guys is, is uh, pretty egregious. But we've um we've now spent like the last twenty minutes just crapping all over two K. Um, <laughs> and it wasn't enough, by the way. Yeah, it it really 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 wasn't enough. I was really contemplating buying this game until the State Farm thing, and now I just don't know whether or not I'm going to buy the game. <laughs> I probably you. still will. That's the craziest crappiest thing is I probably still will buy the game. Yeah, I won't, but good on you. I'll tell you about it. Thanks. Appreciate yeah. that. You get what you got anything else? Jonathan Isaac. We're going to talk about We do about have Jonathan, Jonathan Isaac. Isaac. So it's been 407 days when you're listening to this on Monday of the 13th. 407 days since Jonathan Isaac tore his ACL. Typically, ACL injuries are slated anywhere from 9 to 12 months. So 12 months, you know, 365 days. So we're about 40 days post, um, you know, your typical 100% ACL rehab. The season doesn't start for another few weeks. uh, But um, last weekend, Jonathan Isaac was at an event uh, with Jump Ministries Global Church at their seafood festival Mm -hmm. um, that he helped put on with the church there. And Chris Hayes of the Orlando Sentinel was there talking to Jonathan Isaac and asked Isaac, if he would be ready to go opening night. And this is the quote from Jonathan. He says, we'll see. Uh, I'm on the court. I'm weaning out of the brace. I'm jumping. I'm finishing around the basket and such. I'm easing my way. I'm getting there. I feel good. My knee is doing great. I'm making strides. I'm getting stronger. And I'm just taking it one day at a time. Luke, that does not sound like someone who is going to be ready to play in... Five weeks? Yeah. Well, you you take out the brace part of it, and it just sounds like he's been conditioned by the front office and PR team as to what to say to people. But he mentioned the brace specifically, um, which sounds... I, I don't know. I'm not going to act like I know how long, you know, when someone takes off a brace, how it feels too close, you know, to the season starting for me to think that he's going to be ready to go. What were your initial thoughts on the quote? The weaning out of the brace, like you said, was the thing that jumped out to me. Like 12 months to be weaning out of the brace, like that feels like we didn't hear of any type of setback. So I I don't think that was the case, but maybe he didn't progress as quickly as they would have liked. Or again, we've come back to this five bajillion times. They're being overly cautious. All right. So everyone knows he had the knee sprain. January 1st, 2020, mm-hmm. came back at the end of July, all right, and had arguably the biggest knee brace I've ever seen someone <laughs> play basketball with. Yeah. I, I, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm, I'm being literal. It was so bulky. We were like, uh, is he really okay to play? And then a few games later, 
where he gets hurt. And we're like, oh my God, he wasn't ready. Shouldn't have played. Now they're saying they're totally unrelated two freak accidents, whatever the case may be. It doesn't surprise me if they would be overly op, you know, uh, overly cautious with him. But I was thinking about this today as, you know, I was watching, um, you know, the NFL in the last couple of days, like Rob Gronkowski is a guy who's had, you know, a, a ton of issues with his arm. And we always see him still to this day, like yeah. wearing that brace on his arm. JJ Watt is another guy who we've seen wear like that huge bulky arm brace. Maybe, maybe that's something that we're going to see become a thing in the NBA. Like maybe for a while, Jonathan is just going to continue to wear some type of bulky knee yeah. brace in games. I, I, I just, I really don't know. But what I took from it is I'm not concerned. I'm a little bit, I think, and this might sound wrong, a little bit disappointed because yeah. I was really looking forward to seeing him at the beginning of the season. Like three months ago, it was a foregone conclusion for all of us. Yeah. Jonathan Isaac will be back. Markel's not going to be at, back until like after the All-Star break. Now, will Markel be back? Sounds like he might. We don't really know for sure. But Jonathan Isaac, like those words does not sound like someone that is confident that he's going to be playing opening night. Now, even if he's being kind of reserved with his answer, and again, we didn't. Re- this wasn't a video. This is just print, so we don't really, you know, know what his inflection was like. Maybe he was speaking really confidently at the time, but right. at least that quote doesn't really shout confidence that he's going to be ready to play anytime soon. So it is disappointing, but it's not concerning because we haven't heard of any setbacks. Now, had we and we, you know, he was still winning off the brace, then I'd be like, okay, something is not right here, quite obviously. But we all know we're not playing for much this season anyway. Right. Jonathan Isaac's health is crucial to everything that we're going to be doing in the future. As yeah. much as it sucks and as much as selflessly, selfishly more so, I want to see him on the floor. It sucks that we probably won't see him opening night. But are you concerned at all? I don't know that I'm concerned. I, I wouldn't say I'm concerned. There's no it, th- this team is not contenders. They're they're not you know the magic spoiler alert for you guys. They will not be in the NBA finals this year. They won't be in the conference finals this year. They won't be in the second round, and we hope that they're in the first round by some also miracle. So I'm not I'm not worried about it. I think disappointed is a good word when reading this quote and thinking like, oh, he might not be there opening night, solely for the fact that we think that this season will be filled with a lot of losses. And we need like the best news that we can get. Jonathan Isaac starting opening night would be the best news we could get. But I'm I'm not I understand, right? Like I understand. I understand that like, yes, okay. If if he's if he plays opening night and you know, God forbid he gets hurt like, you know, early into on in the season. Why would I you will, even say that? <laughs> I will Because you know what happened last year we're like, okay, he's coming back. God forbid he tears his ACL. And guess what happened? Mm. We put it out into the universe. Right. Please, I'm literally going to pray tonight that that does not happen. <laughs> but, yeah, that would be an absolute but, disaster. But, that, you know, that's the point, right? If you started him beginning of the season, I'd be like, well, shouldn't have started him so soon, right? So we want to err on the side of caution. If they don't think he's ready, then don't put him out on the court, please. Like, if he's not out on the court, you know, that far, you know, far that far removed from his injury, there's a reason. And they're just taking their time. They don't want to have any fingers pointing at them. If, you know, anything were to happen, they're going to take their time with the guy that they just extended and try to get him the most healthy season possible. Because at this point for J.I., it's reps as being the team leader. He's coming into the season, you know, never having shot over 10 shots a game. He's never been the offensive guy. This year, I think he could be the offensive guy in a lot of scenarios. Obviously, we know he can do defensively. But but that's the thing. You got to make sure that he's ready to carry the workload, and you don't you know even if it means playing him on opening night for fifteen minutes, I don't care. That t- I'm not expecting to make the playoffs by any stretch of the imagination. So maybe just build up his minutes as the season goes on, and maybe you know a two a month and a half in or a month in he's playing normal minutes. But I don't see a reason to rush him back. So while I am disappointed, like you are, that he may not play opening night, one, like you said, we don't know the inflection of his voice. We don't know how the interview went. We really don't know because we talked to J.I., you know, what was that, a couple months ago now? And it yeah. seemed it seemed optimistic. I mean, J.I. talks optimistically 
in general. I mean, he is running. He's jumping. I don't think he's far. If he isn't back on opening night, I don't see why he's not, you know, on the court two, three weeks down the road, maybe sooner. I mean, who knows? So I think that this this quote could be us making, a, you know, a lot out of nothing. But at the same time, you know, it is worth you know looking at one because there's not a lot of magic news right now. Two, because this is a guy that we believe could be the cornerstone, and um, we really hope that he is ready for opening night. But like I said, if he's not, you just kind of trust the front office, throw your hands in the air. Yeah, and again, selfishly, I wanted to be in the building when he mm-hmm. made that return. Like, I know him walking to the scorer's table, Amway is just going to erupt. Now I'll probably have to watch that, you know, from home on Bally Sports Florida now that it is. Jonathan, if you're out there listening, all I ask, I'll be <laughs> – Sitting floor, uh, <laughs> November 26th against the Bulls. If you yeah. could be back by then, I would very much appreciate that. That would be, that would be phenomenal. Right. So. Which would what would that be? A little like a month after the season starts? Uh, yeah, yeah, basically, yeah, basically a month, month, a couple know. days, something like that. I think, I think he'll be there. It's a good shot. I hope so. But anyways, Luke, I think that's it this week. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't have anything else. All right, perfect. Well, guys, for Luke Sylvia, this has been Jonathan Osborne. You guys are listening to The Six Man Show. We will catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Six Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. Please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It would really help us out a lot. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Six Man Show and like us on Facebook. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.